0: Family and friends, so glad to have you here today. Thank you for being here with us. Um, Remind you of a few announcements. Our office is open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 2 a.m. or p.m. I'm sorry, I don't want Christian to be there that early in the morning. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can reach us at email. The email is office at lakegibsonufc.com or pastor at lakegibsonufc.com. To find out about updates for the church, you can check our webpage, which again is Gibson, UMC.com. You, you get a theme here, we try to keep this all together, so you can go to one place, Gibson, umc.com, and find out things. You can check the webpage there, you can also check our Facebook page, we try to keep the updates there. Please share our page with your family and friends. Remember this message and this service will be recorded today. It will be on our website. If you would like to go back and check anything out again or refer someone to it, you could do that. Since we're not meeting together, we're not drawing the envelopes and having the love in action. If you were part of our congregation, you know what that was. When we go to the tickets and the envelopes and somebody was the lucky winner and they would go out and they would share God's love in some fashion and come back and tell us next week. We don't have the envelopes, but you can do that on your own. Even today, you can... that love and action as we go through this pandemic together. Uh, Interact with us. If you're on Facebook, uh, please respond in the comment section. Hit like, talk to us. If you're not on Facebook, if you're on YouTube or the website, you can go to email and email us at those email addresses. Um, I want to remind you of something we started last week called Zooming the Peace. Thank you Dwight and Phyllis Kitchens for hosting this. At 11.30 every Sunday, if you'll go to the website, there is a site there that says Zooming the Peace. You click on that, and it will walk you through how to join. And you can join other people with fellowship or after the service. And you can see one another on your computer and uh, talk to one another and discuss things there. So Zooming the Peace will be at 11.30 each Sunday. Remind you, you can also join the Bible study that I lead. Right now we're on Romans chapter 14. That's also on Zoom, and we do that on Thursdays at 1 p.m. every Thursday. If you would like to join that, you need to either email us or call us at the office and let Christy send you the link, and she'll send you the link, and you just click on that, and it comes up in Zoom, and we join one another for Bible study. We have got a plea from the children's home this week. Uh, you know, normally at this time, we would normally be starting to collect children's uh, or school supplies for the children, and we split our school supplies only between Lake Gibson and the children's home. Well, you know, with the pandemic school is, we're not sure how we're going to school people. Some will go to school, some will not, some will do e-learning and other things. So what the children's home has asked us to do is if we could to just send them monetary donations and they will take care of getting the children's supplies depending on how they have to have them they're going to school each one of those in in those particular cases so if you'd like to do that you can send your donations to the church just notate on the check it's for the children's home or notate on an envelope for the children's home and we'll be sure and get back to them we appreciate any help you can give at this time to help those children the children's home and in the foster care to be able to get the school supplies they need at this time let's go to god in prayer invite him into our hearts and our homes and then I'll turn it over to the world. Father, we come to you this day and we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Wherever we may be, whether it be home or whether it be somewhere, watching on the phone or another computer or whatever it is, let us realize that this is now sacred space. That viewing this video, viewing this service live stream is just like sitting in your house, worshiping you, wherever you may be. Thank you for that promise, that you're with us wherever we are, that you will never leave and forsake us. Now may our hearts be full of your love, may you energize us as we sing songs to you, and as we hear your message, may our hearts respond this day. We ask in your holy name, amen. Father, would you lead us please?
1: Good morning. Uh, our first hymn this morning is number... 377 it is well with my soul. It will also be upon the screen.
2: Amen. Oh. We get caught in
0: that particular segment that particular verse that particular nuance that may be there and we also get the big picture and to really tell the story and tell it properly we have to look before and after we have to keep the whole scene in in our eyesight if you will Uh, to set the story up it's going to be found in Mark chapter 4 if you want to go ahead and turn there Jesus has been ministering the entire day to the crowds. In fact, the crowds were so great that they were pushing him into the lake, and he ended up getting in the boat and sitting in the lake and teaching while the crowds were on the shore. He's been teaching them all day. Now, I've got to tell you something here that you may not understand. Um, You know, I went into ministry later in life i worked other jobs. I've worked very physically demanding jobs at times. And there's a difference in being physically tired from a physically demanding job to being tired from ministry. I can tell you this, my wife can tell you this if you want to call her and ask her. When I do two services, when I come home, I'm as good as if I had been outside for 12 hours working the heaviest load I could work. It, it does something to you. It's very important you take seriously ministering to others and giving you the best of them and breaking down the word of God in a correct manner. But Jesus has been doing that. He's been doing that all day. And then at the end of the evening we read the story Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 41. On that day when evening had come it's late in the evening. He said to them let's go across to the other side. And leave Crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. They woke him up. They said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind. And said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased. And there was dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe. And they said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? our scripture for this morning, but to understand the scripture, we need to ask some questions. <laughs> you know, asking questions can bring greater understanding. It can bring clarification to a message. A good detective not only pieces clues together, but a good detective also asks questions in the right way to get a fuller understanding of the events. We can do the same in scripture. Let's be detectives with a couple of questions here. Notice what it was. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. Where's the other side? What's on the other side? Why would you want to go to the other side, Jesus? And to get the answer to that question, you have to read the next bit of scripture. Rather than read it, I'm just going to talk you through it. They find when they get to the other side, this is where we see the story of what we call the Riseniac demon. This is when Jesus in the boat, he came to the other side where they landed. There was a graveyard. There was a, de- a man there that was possessed with a demon. You remember the story? He was confined to the graveyards. He broke chains. They had uh, put him out there because he was crazy. And Jesus came to him. And as he came to the man, the man fell on his knees and said, Have mercy on me, David. So David, and Jesus asked him, Who are you? This is when the demon said, My name is legion. But we are many. And remember the story? Jesus allowed the demons or cast the demons into a herd of pigs. And the herd of pigs ran down the sea and drowned themselves. Now, you may say, well, why did you want to know where the other side was? Because it tells me some things. Think about something. They went to the other side, and on the other side, there was pigs. Guess what that means? There was 2,000 pigs. That means it was not. Jewish country. Jews don't eat pork. Only southern boys like me and Gentiles, they're the only ones that eat pork. They wouldn't. Jews wouldn't have a load of pigs. So it was Gentile country. So here's more questions. When Jesus said, let's go to the other side, and the disciples knew where the other side was, what did they think? Jesus, why are you going over to the Gentile side? Jesus, what are we going over there for? Some people would say, well, did they even know where they were going? Yeah, they knew that lake like the back of their hand. They knew where they were going. They fished that lake every day. I wonder, did you think Jesus said you lost your mind? What were you going over there? And here's why I wonder that. The other phrase in there that perked my interest is said they took him into the boat just as he was. And my question was, what is just as he was being? And you've got to read more of that. And again, I'm asking questions. One was just as he was because he said, we're going to the other side. The other side is Gentile country and hey, we don't want to go over there. Or just as he was because he was dirty. He was tired. He was give up in the ministry that he had done. And we figured that out because he was asleep in a cushion while a boat was about to sink. But I've got other questions. If Jesus was so tired that it was evening, why didn't he say, "Let's go to the other side now"? Why didn't he just say, "Let's put out a little bit, let's anger, let's go ahead and sleep for the night, and we'll go to the other side tomorrow"? Why don't we rest up and eat today, and we'll go over there tomorrow? Far as we know, he was in no hurry. There was no agenda. He was given out, so why not rest up? No, he said, "Come on, let's go to the other side." Now, I want you to think about something else people very really seldom think about. He's asking the disciples to take him to the other side. They've been up all day, too. They've been ministering all day, too. Well, I don't know if you know this about boats, but somebody's got to be up when that boat's running. Somebody's got to steer that boat. Somebody's got to manage the sail. It may be all of them had to be up because they may have had to row. I don't know. So Jesus is asking them, come on, let's go to the other side. But that means you guys got to work. You got to stay up. And I think, wait a minute, Jesus, didn't you say that your yoke was easy, and your load was right? Now you're wanting these guys to stay up and work all night? What are you doing? Are you a slave them? But no, that's not fair. Jesus only knew what was ahead. Jesus only knew what was going to happen. And Jesus knew this was going to be a teaching moment where he could teach his disciples and he could teach you and I today also. Now they headed for the other side. And notice what it says. It says a great windstorm came up. A great windstorm don't just appear at one. They start out like a little bit of rain. And And I just imagine since I've been on the sea a little bit, I imagine that the disciples that are going along, they... Remember, they fish there, they're out there every day. They're going along, a little rain comes up high, oh, no big deal. And it gets a little more rough, and it gets a little rougher. And finally, it gets to the point where they're taking on the water, and they're afraid the boat's going to sink. Now, you got to remember, they don't have a CB radio like many boats do today. They don't have an e that's going to tell where the boat went down when it flips up. They don't have live chocolate jackets. There's no Coast Guard for them to call to help. If the boat goes down, it's sink or ground, period. They don't have any other source, if you will, of help. And I just wonder, I just imagine in my mind, since I've been in some of those situations on tugboats before, I wonder what the discussion was before they decided to wake Jesus up. Can you imagine Peter saying to James and John, Ah, oh, we do through stuff like this before, don't worry about it. It gets a little rougher. It gets a little rougher. And John probably says, Maybe we better go wake him up. Ah, come on. Remember 05 when we went to that great big storm? We lost a mask, lost a mask, and we made it back, no problem. But apparently it gets really bad. And they finally decide to go and wake Jesus up. It probably got to a Cat 4 or Cat 5 hurricane maybe with waves that so they knew they couldn't swim in. So they said, well, we better go wake him up. Now, remember, he's asleep the boat. That tells me how tired he had to be. I tried to sleep, not in cat fives, just in big swells, just in rough storms on the boat, and guess what? You don't sleep. You tie yourself in your boat and you try to rest, but you don't sleep, and you do a lot of praying, believe me, you do a lot of praying in those situations. The disciples who were men that know what the water's like, who have been in those situations before, they get afraid at the point that they wake Jesus up. And notice how they wake him. It's not like, hey, Cap, hey, Cap, we got a problem here. You might want to come help. It's, it's like this. Jesus, don't you
2: care for perishing? Get up, man, do
0: something. That, that's basically what they do. And I can just imagine Jesus give out, sleep and sound. Somebody all of a sudden scream and wake it up. No caffeine, Bob, no coffee yet. Beers still messed up. Look at him. Maybe you were like, what do you gonna, What do you gonna want? Getting up and looking out and looking about. And then he says, peace. Be still. Notice what the scripture says. It says that everything settled down and there was dead calm. Dead calm. I don't know if you've ever been underwater, but when the storm passes by, it's stopped dead calm for four or five days, depending on how dead the storm was. The, the waves just don't lay down. It just doesn't do it. It goes against all physical properties. It goes against the physics of nature for it to do that. The way this story is put together and the way it tells us that it was dead calm tells us that this was a miracle. This was something that could only be done by someone who could. Nature. That's why they ask, who is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. When I read this, I think back to other scripture where we see that God controls nature. I think back to the creation of the earth. Creation of the earth, Genesis 1 and 2, we read this. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless, void, darkness covered the face of the deep, while the wind from brought God swept over face of the world. Now, some scholars when they read that the earth was formless, void, and deep, and darkness covered, they talk about chaos. They say that the verbiage here used in the original Hebrew would mean that things were just chaotic, that things were out of control. Like the wind in the sea. Notice what happens. God speaks and things occur. God speaks and there's light. God speaks and the earth appears. God speaks and order comes out of chaos, just as it did when Jesus spoke here. Of course, we remember other physical properties that were uh, controlled by God when he split the Red Sea, when the Jordan River held up while the Israelites walked in to the land of Canaan. And then there's also the story of Jonah. And the story of Jonah has Jonah running from doing God's will, going and preaching in Nineveh. He gets on the ship, and he goes the opposite way, and a great storm arises. And uh, Jonah tells the, the crew that, hey, God's trying to punish us because of me. In verse 15 of Jonah chapter 1, it says, So they picked up Jonah, and they threw him into the sea, and the sea ceased from its raging. Then the man feared the Lord even more and offered a sacrifice to the Lord. And In other words, when they threw Jonah into the sea, the waves calmed down, and they made it through to the other side of the storm. And because of the waves calming down, those sailors on that ship feared God. Just as the disciples just said, Who is this that even the wind and the sea answered to him? After Jesus spoke to the wind and the sea, he turned to the disciples and he said this, why are you afraid? Where's your faith? Notice there's no answer given because they can't answer. They're still marveling. They're still awestruck. They're dumbfounded at what just happened. They've been on the sea all their life. They've never seen the sea just go flat like that. What can we learn from this story today? Here are some of the things we've learned Jesus, when he said, let's go to the other side, he knew where they were going and he knew what was going to happen. Jesus was about creating a new community of God. One that included all people. Think about it. He's been ministering to the Jews on the Jewish side of the lake. And he gets in the boat, tells the disciples, let's go to the other side, which is Gentile territory. Now, they may have thought he was going over there to have a vacation, but that's not the case. We know what happens. He goes over. He cures this man who had the demons in him. And then he sends this man who wants to go with him, but Jesus says, no, go and tell your family and your friends what God has done for you. In other words, he goes over and begins ministry to the Gentiles because he wants all people to come to him. God has always been for all mankind, not just one nation, not just one people, but to anyone who's willing to open themselves to wonder. I just ask this question. Who have we as individuals or maybe we as the church who have we not intentionally shared the gospel with? Remember Jesus intentionally said let's go over there. These people haven't heard. Remember that's what he said way back when he started. He said let's go and tell others. This good news. Who have we not told? Who have we excluded from being a part of God's community? Because of her own prejudices. Number two, I think we can learn this, that God desires that all people be treated with a certain amount of respect. The demon-filled man, the one that met them on the shore on the other side, while society had already given up on him. They had already chained him out in the graveyard. He was as good as dead. The scripture there says that he often cut himself with sticks and stones. He was going to die one day anyway. If not, eventually the townspeople would get so fed up, probably one of them would kill him. Or an angry mob would kill him. But notice what happens. Jesus has compassion on him. Jesus actually took the time to learn who he was. Remember, even the demon, he said, what is your name? That's when they said Legion. Jesus had compassion on this man who was a Gentile. Jesus took the time to hear his story. took the time to help him. Jesus is teaching us. All people deserve a certain amount of respect because all people are created in God's image. Even the worst of us can be treated humanely. And that doesn't mean we put up with bad acts, but it does mean that we can treat them in such a way, just like our criminals today. Even though they're confined, solitary confinement, we give them water, we give them food, we give them bathrooms and things like this. We, We take care of the basic human needs. Number three. I think this shows us that Jesus desires all of us to be new creatures. To act differently than the world. To be compassionate even when we may be tired and hungry. To intentionally look for ways that we can bring God's love into places or predicaments that we may find ourselves or that we may see need God's love. Jesus wants us to tell others what God has done for us just as he sent the demon cured man into his family to tell what God had done for him. We should also see this. We should see that when we set out to do God's will, when we set out to witness for God, we will encounter storms. And some of those storms may be bigger than anything we have ever experienced before or anything that we think we can get through. One of the phrases that is often associated with this and other storm stories in the Gospels is this, God may not calm the storm going on meaning that even though things are chaotic around us, we can have peace inside because Jesus is with us and will be with us. The devil will try his best to keep the gospel from being told, But remember this, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Many of us pray for breakthroughs. Many of us pray to be released from things that are holding us. But very few of us think about this breakthroughs often come after terrible tragic storms sometimes it takes a storm in order for us to be free to have the breakthrough we're asking for while this is a lesson for each of us individually it's also a lesson for the church today the leadership of the church things are not always easy sometimes you have to weather the storm to see the fruit of your faith these lessons are very reassuring for us today in the environment that we live in. With the pandemic raging, with loved ones being seriously ill, with cancer, and dementia, and Parkinson's disease, diabetes, and many other things. With the job losses that are occurring, with the furloughs, with the evictions coming up, with the upheaval and how we're going to educate our children, treat our educators, with the political and racial divides, and with all the things that we're witnessing news, the evil that happens even here in oak County. These lessons keep us focused on God and his kingdom. Right here in our county, we experience people being killed while they're going fishing because of a chance meeting. A woman right here in be shot through her door and killed. It's easy to be afraid today, but God says, keep the faith. Keep trusting me. Keep on keeping on. It will be okay. Storms rage, but God is God, and he keeps us safe. And don't forget, you may be the only one clinging to the faith. You may be a small bird. Notice something that we didn't pick up with, but was said in the scripture, when he said they took him in the boat, he said there were other boats with him, but there are no other boats mentioned on the other side. What happened? You can ask that question. Most people are going to tell you this. Well, during the storm, they got separated. No, I don't think so. Let me tell you what I think happened. I think when they figured out they were heading over the Gentile territory, some of them said, whoa, I don't want to go over there. I'm, I'm going to go back this way. And then as the wind and the storm and the waves built, some of them said, whoa, uh, this is a little rough for me. I don't want to face this. And so they turned to the rain before the storm and they ran back to port. I think they were what I'm going to call Fair weather followers of Jesus Christ. If it was good and sunny and nice, they would follow me. But if it, it costs something, it gets a little dangerous, nah, I think I might have. Unfortunately, I think we have a lot of fair weather Christians in the church today that when it gets tough, they say, well, let's just give up. When the crowd thinks differently than we do, we came into the crowd. When the cost gets expensive and we got to reach into our own back pocket—not our excess, but some of our necessary—we don't want to keep going. When there's no fame or no fortune to be had, no cameras, maybe we don't do the same thing. Only a true disciple will journey into the unknown, bring light to the darkness, in the face of danger that he knows nothing about. How about you today? Where's your faith? Will you keep the faith? Will you see the storm through and then help pick up on the other side the pieces? Lord, Lord, grant us the faith to keep following you, no matter what. The Lord is it's really not until you are all we have that we have all that we need. So increase our faith this day. And help us to follow you no matter what the storm of life may bring. And we'll give you praise. Amen. it like if you we want to follow Jesus' The rest of your life. And go through the storms with Him. I remind you that you can give financially to this ministry. Like Gibson United Methodist Church. By sending your checks to 424 West Daugherty Road. in Lakeland, Florida. You can also text your giving. Once you set the first text up. It's very easy. That text number is 833 758 You can also go to our website. Which again is like GibsonUMC.com. That text number is found there. There's also a link for giving, and you can set up recurring gifts there also. Also, I want to remind you that next week is the first Sunday of the month. Therefore, it's a communion Sunday. So I invite you even this week to gather your juice and your bread and be ready to celebrate communion with us next week. This time, I want to ask Christy if she would put up the prayer for service that afternoon, please. Uh, before, before we get to those, let me mention a couple. We want to continue to pray for Bill Webb. Bill Webb was is, is in a nursing home He was diagnosed with COVID, but I talked to Jackie this morning, as of yesterday evening. He still is, was not showing any signs, even though he's tested positive. So we thank God for that. Keep praying for him. Want to pray for Jim Keller, who underwent some surgery this week, but he's doing well. Uh, thank God for that. We continue to pray for Jim. Also want to pray for uh, Bob and Diane Siegel and John Warren. All have been to the doctor accepting signs and not feeling well. They've all been tested for COVID, but don't catch my back, but I want to pray for each of them and asking God to be with them. Okay, Christy, uh, rest. Lynn Meske, praises to the glory of God. I'm so blessed to have been able to greet my brand new great brother, granddaughter. Congratulations, Lynn. Uh, mother and daughter at home and doing well. Traveling mercies as I head back to the Upper Peninsula tomorrow. Lynn, don't you want to head home, Lynn? This is home. (laughs) Sue Godemars, praise our Lord. Jim Keller's test surgery was successful. Mentioned Jim, yes, we pray for that. Bob Herrick, Sherry Hodge, I believe that's your sister, Bob. Still in the hospital in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I still don't understand what's going on. We want to continue to pray for Sherry. Carol Campbell, friends, 18 year old daughter, received brain surgery on Monday. Uh, she started to have difficulty breathing. She's now in the Naples Community Hospital after discovering a spot on her lung to pray for a successful recovery there. Dick Shepherd, Dick's friend Gene, who we've been praying for, he was uh, on, he had COVID and was battling COVID. He lost his battle Wednesday evening. We want to pray for the family of Gene. Ellen Hockleiner, a friend, 96-year-old Aunt Essie, is in hospital care. Please pray for the family. Any others, Christy? Okay. Of course, there are others on our prayer list that you get in the prayer journal. I want to continue to remember those. Join me as we pray today. Choir, if you'd like to come up while I'm doing this. Lord, we again praise you and thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. We thank you for the lesson that you have given us, that even though storms may come, that you will see us through. Lord, help us to intentionally set out to tell others about Jesus Christ. And wherever our foot prods wherever we go as we tell the stories of Jesus may the spirit break into people's lives and change hearts and change attitudes and bring the kingdom of God into that place. As we come I remind you that scripture tells us that when Jesus was on earth He ministered to those in need and you have heard us mention many needs this day. You've heard those that have been sent in, you know of those that have asked not to be publicized, those who have loved ones awaiting test results, those who are awaiting pathology results, whatever it may be. We just look them before you. And even now we just ask that you would be with them, that you would undertake for them, if you will, in such a way that they would have a peace of mind as they go through this, and that they would be assured that you're going to see them through. As we come, COVID seems to be running around the board. We continue to look at that situation before. We continue to ask for breakthroughs. We continue to ask for immunizations to be found. We continue to ask that you would be with our hospital staff, with our doctors, with our nurses, with our ICUs, with our extended care staff, with our nursing homes give them the strength that they need at this time. Bring them some relief also, Lord. Let them know how important they are and how much we appreciate their ministry. Continue to be with those who are guiding us through this, our, our overseers, our health departments, our doctors, our governors, our senate and congress and others, Lord, continue to give them wisdom. Lord, even, even for us individuals, give us wisdom Of taking safety precautions and doing the things we should do.
2: You know the other situations
0: that are going on in our life, in the community, in the world. We at those before you. We ask that you, God, that you would have control of all of them, and that you would let us rest upon upon the assurance that you have us, and that you're going to help us, and let us seek your will in all that we do and all we say. We ask in your precious name. Amen. Don't forget, Zoom in the Peace at 1130. Don't forget our Bible study on Zoom in the Peace. Or on the Bible study on Thursdays at four p.m. Also, by Wednesday, you probably want to check Facebook for leftovers. I do a leftover segment every week, and it's up and on by Wednesday morning. So you might want to check that. We'll go deeper into the sermon today. God bless Bob, would you lead us in our closing hymn, please? Thank you, Pastor Steve. Our final hymn is Coach Prairie 173 in the Coach Prairie Hill, Living for Jesus. tell others the good news, how great your love is, and how just how you have changed us, Lord. We ask in your name. Amen. Till next week, same time, same place.